Hi guys, welcome back to the SLTV Wrestling Roundtable podcast. We are here, not as always, as you can tell, because um, it's me that's introducing this. Ty's not with us, and it's just myself and Callum. Now, there was a period of time, Callum, where me and you did this regularly, where it was just us, when Ty was basically on his ass, um, saying that he had a hole in his back or something else had happened and something else had happened and we held the fort for however long and we did a couple of top tens and we did some masterminds and we did all that kind of stuff. Today we are just doing our fast lane reactions and then crown your predictions, which I've struggled with massively because mm-hmm. I had two matches down this morning <laughs> and then I saw what happened on SmackDown and that has changed already. Um, yeah. What we're also going to do, just because we're aware of our schedules and how things are going, that we're not recording next weekend. So what we're going to do today, me and Calm, we're going to do a fast lane, we're going to do a crown jewel, and then we're going to do an extra episode where we talk about NXT, where we talk about AEW, and then I'm going to throw in there some developments that happened on SmackDown about general managers, which I didn't expect. Um, so... If you're listening to this episode, this is going to go out on the day that we record it. This is going to go out on Saturday. And then the other episode, I'll put out later in the week, just just for a bit of sprinkling, and we'll go from there. So, Callum, I know how you've been, but tell everybody else how you've been. I mean, you may be able to hear, I'm a little bit bunged up. I've got Vicks all over my chest. I've had Vicks up my nose. I've had Vicks in my belly button. I've had Vicks on my heel. This isn't Vic, Vic Joseph, by the way. This is the, oh. the medicinal Vic. The medicinal? I don't even know what I'm talking about. I've been a bit rough since last Saturday when we recorded our IC title podcast. Um, fast lane seems more of a slow lane to me because it feels like an absolute lifetime ago. Um, I I somehow was able to write down predictions for Crown Jewel when I was very dopey on Monday. Um, I don't have Randy Orton on this card. He may be on the Survivor Series card next month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I mean, I was actually able to watch Fastlane, Raw, NXT and SmackDown this week, which is probably like the first time where I've watched a, a pay-per-view and the free shows for quite some time. Mm. Um, so that's probably why no pun intended, fast lane is in the rear view mirror for me because I've just watched, what would it be, seven hours of WWE between then and now. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about it. Are we going to do like our free word review? Or I was, I was, I just remembered back? that as you said, yeah, it's the slow one. So, go on then, give us your three word review of fast lane. I mean, last time I said payback was better than SummerSlam. So I don't think I'm going to use worse than payback because I could do that for every pay-per-view from now on. Um, all I'm going to say is Cody J, yeet. <laughs> See, I've not even seen that stuff. I've not even seen the press conference stuff. I've, I've seen everyone talking about it. It's It's been one of them weeks where I've been so busy with everything that I've been doing that I've just not had time to watch like the stuff that's come afterwards and Fastlane you're right feels ages ago I don't know what it is but it feels like a lifetime ago um more so because of the way that I ended up watching it was weird anyway in the um Ruby had a dance competition last Sunday and we had to be up really really early so we got we all got up early and I watched 
the opening tag match before we left. And then I started the six-man tag thinking like, oh, I'm going to see Cali or come back and then I'll <laughs> stop. But then when he didn't come out straight away, I thought, oh, well, I'll leave that then. But then I found myself in like a car park in Blackburn watching parts of it on my phone and then thinking, why don't I just wait until we get home? But then when I got home, instead of just carrying on where I left off, I watched the first match again. Because I thought, I don't feel like I was in it before and I was tired and all that kind of stuff. So it was a bit weird how I ended up watching it. But I think for me, fast lane in three words would be, it was okay. I think it's it's sort of like damning with faint praise in that everything that Mm. we're getting is of good quality. But there's nothing that's making me go, oh my God, that was amazing. And I think we've gone from, and it's almost like being spoiled, you've gone from having some stuff that's crap and some stuff that's amazing to then Mm. everything being good. So so then you're a bit like, well, yeah, it was just, yeah. It's weird. It's like the work rate with everything at the minute is great, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, when you look back at, at Payback, you had the steel cage match between Becky and Trish and the Steel City street fight with Kay yeah. and Zayn against Judgment Day. Those are two matches that, for me, when we look back at the end of the year, they're match of the year contenders. Mm-hmm. And there was probably nothing on this card that I would recommend for people to go back and watch. But equally, there was nothing bad on this card. It was just that it just wasn't very memorable, some of the matches. For me, the tag team title match would be the one where I'd, I'd say that's the one to go back and see. Yeah. Um. So let's let's go straight into it then. So there were five matches on the card and we started with the Undisputed Tag Team Championship match between Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso and the Judgment Days, Finn Bauer and Damien Priest. Um. Now, I thought I was surprised to see this opening, mm. but I know the way you, you sort of, you have to try and bookend a card, don't you, with two big mm. things that are happening. And part of me was wondering whether the last man standing was actually going to close the show or whether they'd end up closing mm. the show with Cena and LA Knight. So obviously mm. last man standing ended up doing that. Um, I thought this was a really good match. I thought this, especially the final five to ten minutes were yeah. Judgment Day were doing everything that they can to try and retain. I really enjoyed the sort of 1D Cody Cutter variation that they mm. did. And things just seem to be gelling. And it, it did make me think of, are they staying together as a team then? Is this not just a one-shot thing and done? Is it that we're going to get a, not a lengthy reign, but are we going to get a substantial reign from them? But then the announced match for the upcoming Raw of them facing Judgment Day again makes me think, is this now where they're going to drop them or not? Mm. Um. So I, yeah, I enjoyed it. For me, it's the match that's got the highest rating on my card. Yeah. Um, because I was slightly disappointed at other things. But what did you think? Yeah, I thought it was another solid opener. I think you're going to love me saying this because I know how big of a fan you are of Judgment Day. They have been the most consistent performers on pay-per-views, PLEs this year. Yeah. So whenever they're involved you know you can get something good out of it, whether that's Rhea in a match, Dominic in a match, or Finn and Priest in a match. So they've really been the backbone of the show for for some time now. 
Um, and Cody and Jay just seem to click really well. And it feels so strange to see Jay teaming up with someone that isn't Jimmy or Solo. Um, so that feels you know, really quite refreshing. Um, happy that Cody's a tag champ because I still think we're going to get Cody and Roman mm-hmm. probably at Mania. But it's good to sort of have things lined up for Cody between now and probably Rumble season. Because I felt after beating Brock, it was that point of like, what are we going to do with Cody? So you had the thing with Grayson Waller. At, was it Grayson Waller at Payback? Yeah, the Grayson Waller effect where I announced yes. Jay. Money announced Jay. Um, so it did feel like maybe for like six, seven weeks after SummerSlam, it was a case of Cody's here, but he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So to have him back in like the main event scene again, you know, he had a, a, a face off with Roman on SmackDown, and yeah, I, I'm happy that they're tag champs, and I do think they're going to hold it for a little longer. Um, yeah, I I've got a match with them defending their titles at Crown Jewel. Whether I, they drop I, it there, I don't know. I get the feeling that they will defend them at Crown Jewel, but I struggled to put in who against because. You know, is it going to end up being Judgment Day again? Is it going to be somebody else? I, I weirdly, and the thing that sort of thrown my crown your predictions is that I went to the Wikipedia this morning to see if anything had been officially announced, and yeah. I don't think anything other than Rollins and McIntyre have been officially announced. Someone yeah. had botched the match table when they tried to write in a match based off something that happened on SmackDown, which we'll come to in a little bit. But the promotional poster for Crown Jewel has Rollins, Rhodes, Reigns, Cena, LA Knight, and Logan Paul. Yeah. And I was a bit like, hmm, was that fitting in in yeah, I mean, a very short Logan amount of time? Is currently walking around Manchester as we speak, probably. Is he? Oh, is that thing? Oh, yeah. That that, that thing is happening tonight in Manchester. That thing's happening tonight in Manchester. I'm I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stay in and probably watch the rest of Beckham on Netflix. And oh, it's good. It's it. a good series, isn't it, Beckham? We should. I've watched the we watched the first episode. Um, yeah. And because we were, what were we doing the other day? Amy was basically like, well, "Are we watching anything? Are we starting anything?" And I said, "Well, I said, do you want to watch Beckham? Because I knew that I would do." Because for me, yeah. growing up, like my mum especially was obsessed with Manchester United, still is, you know. But mm. that sort of glory period of the nineties, where it was the class of ninety two, and it was mm. all that kind of stuff. Like I was just brought up with that, so they were yeah. huge for me. Um, so I knew that I wanted to watch it, and I, it would have just been a case of I'll sit on the sofa and watch it on my iPad if if she's not bothered. But she was like, actually, you know what I do. So we watched the first episode. That's as far as we've got so far. But yeah. as it was coming up to the Argentina match and everyone's going, yeah, it's a big match. It's a big match. It was a big match. It was a big match. And Amy said, why? What happened in this match? And I said, he got sent off. And then the <laughs> bit where Victoria's like, yeah, I rang in and told him I was pregnant like 20 minutes before he went on to the biggest football match of his life. And even Amy's going, you shouldn't have done that. What have you done that for? Right. You could have waited two hours. <laughs> When you said why was it a big match, I thought um, thought Amy was going to say, "What? Why is there this history between England and Argentina?" <laughs> um, oh, we watched the second episode. It gets it gets better as well. You know, it's a really good series. Yeah, I'm trying to think I, of the day I, that I was in the wrestling hope. is. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm yeah. Slight aside, I was. I'm in the hope, and I don't know whether or not this happens 
that Oldham gets a mention because I there's a there was a big thing that happened in Oldham and I said this to Amy the other day that um when Victoria Beckham split from the Spice Girls or when they all split and they all went off and did solo things, she released a single with Dan Bowers for as good as that was. Um, <laughs> and they went to Woolworths in Oldham to do a signing for it. And there was a rumour going around that David Beckham was going to join her. But it was one of these things, really weirdly, like punk being at first dance um, yeah. and stuff like that, where we kind of knew it was happening, but we didn't know it was happening. And Oldham Town Centre was rampacked. Like, yeah. I'd never seen it as busy as I'd seen it. My mum picked us up from school and took us straight to Oldham Town Centre because it was like, oh, apparently he's here, apparently he's here. And he did, he turned up with them. Like, I don't know who's got a David Beckham autograph on a Victoria Beckham C- CD single, but <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming it might be worth some money now, but <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> um, so for the tag team title match, back to Fastlane, um, <laughs> I gave it 4.5. Um, You know what? I'm in a generous mood. I will also give it 4.5. There you go. I mean, that's I was going to give it a 4.25. I was going to give it a 4.25. But oh. I mean, I already feel quite unwell. And the last <laughs> thing I want is to feel even worse. That's a 9 out of 10. Stuff what yeah. Ty thinks. He's not sent us his stuff. I don't even think he's replied to my message. No, he's not. He's not even read it. Lazy sod. Right. Um, Six-man tag match next. So we had... The uh Bobby La- the Bobby Lashley the Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits versus uh, the LWO of Zelina Vega Santos Escobar and uh, Rey Mysterio. I got really confused at the start of this one because I don't know why I've just said Zelina Vega because she came out with them. That's why I've said it, and because of what confused me, I thought she was carrying a microphone, not a hat. So I was <laughs> convinced that she was going to say something and it was going to lead straight into, oh, this is their partner. And then when I watched it back, I thought, well, why has she come down with a microphone? Why is she? And then it was like, oh, no, she's carrying a baseball cap. Um, Street Profits and Lashley just need to have a faction name and just need to come out together. Because I think for all the heel work that happened in this match, the theme of the Street Profits doesn't fit them as a bad guy team. No. You know, it's, it's too much of a sort of a bop for people to dance to when they come out and they're doing all the mm. sort of Red Cup stuff. Um, I thought it was a fine match. The only issue and concern that I had with it is that I did feel like everyone was waiting for Carlito. Yeah. Or like just a mystery opponent, a uh, mystery partner thing to happen. It was weird that they chose not to do it straight away. And they, they, they played on this sort of narrative of, Rey Mysterio had a phone call and he said it would get returned and we don't know if it's been returned or not. Um, I, uh, You probably did the same, Calm, if you saw um, Cultaholic's WTF moments well, after, mm. after Fastlane, that when I heard the music, I was a bit like, eh? That's not like, Carlito. That's not Carlito. But why why change it? If, you, oh, <laughs> if no. you're bringing him back, why yeah. change it? Well, I think about what happened on, on Raw, and by, by all accounts, this was just an, an error in production. But Sami Zayn came out to like this very strange theme music. And apparently, it was some old, old music. You know, it started like the same way, but it didn't have the same beat after it. So it didn't have the, sorry for listeners, the da 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 da
like I that. If it was like his first NXT theme, then. And apparently, and apparently, it's an old theme. But you know, going back onto Carlito, it was like we all know Carlito for I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. When you don't get that at the start, you're like, oh, who is this guy then? Because I'll, I'll turn to the big screen tune. to see the name yeah. that they've written up. You know, it's such an iconic theme tune for him that when you don't play it, it's like, really, you've taken like the one thing that a lot of people resonate with him away. Yeah, yeah, it um, was it was bizarre. It was bizarre. And then to say that he got in the match and literally just gave a backstabber to Montez Ford and then pinned him. It's a bit like, yeah. oh, okay, is that it? And then, because I, I, I've not seen SmackDown yet, was he on SmackDown? Yeah, he got beaten up by um, Lashley and Street Profits. Son of a bitch. So he just did like on. a, he did like a backstage promo, and Lashley confronted him and was like, you know, welcome back. And then Ford and Dawkins jumped him. Oh, all right. Well, I gave this one a three because I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was awful. But I did feel like we were just waiting for the thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah, three out of five as well. Six out of ten. There you go. But who needs who needs Ty to come in with dodgy dodgy ratings at this point? <laughs> uh triple threat match for the WWE Women's Championship. So you've got Charlotte, um, EO Sky and Asuka. Now I had a bit of a conversation with Amy about um, the lineages that continue oh, no. during this. <laughs> and I said, the tag team title lineage is insane. The, obviously, the, the, the bugging point for the, these women's titles now is that the one that's on SmackDown has the Raw women's title lineage. And the one that's on Raw has the SmackDown women's title lineage. Yeah, because Bianca got drafted over to SmackDown. Yep. yep. So... <sighs> Yeah, that's where we are. Uh, so, again, decent match. Nothing, I think, out of the ordinary. Um, there was no point of it where I thought, oh, my God, this is amazing. To me, it was very similar to the triple threat that happened at SummerSlam. But obviously, you're just yeah. swapping out Bianca for Rio. Um, I'm glad he all retained. I was uh, getting a bit concerned when Bailey came out. I thought, are they going to do something here? Um, mm. And I'd seen something on Reddit this week where they were sat, they were talking about how usually there's a couple of wrestlers who that if you know that they're going to win a match or they're going to lose a match, you can go back and see their entrance and you can tell. And that some people were mentioning people like Liv when Liv won Money in the Bank when she yeah. comes out, she apparently looks very emotional. And someone had put on the thing saying Charlotte just looks disinterested whenever she's not going to win a match. <laughs> Charlotte came out and I was looking at her and I was thinking, does she look disinterested? Does she look thingy? And I mentioned it to Amy and Amy said, well, you can't tell because there's that much plastic in her face that not much is moving around. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> uh, what did you think of the triple threat? It's a strange situation because I don't really know who to support. And in wrestling, it's very important to have, you know, a, a solid face and a solid heel. And right now, I suppose Charlotte is supposed to be the face. But there's not a lot of tendencies towards her for her to be one. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any reason behind wanting to like Charlotte. And I guess that's quite unfortunate because, you know, she's been a multi-time world champion. So we, we should be excited to see her. But when she's just continuously in these title pictures, it feels like 
can't someone else have a go? So I, I don't really care for her at the moment because we've just seen her for the last seven or eight years fighting for either the Raw or the SmackDown or the NXT world title. Um, happy that she took the pin. I was assuming that it would be Asuka because, let's face it, usually it is Asuka or usually it is someone who isn't Charlotte in mm-hmm. three ways who take the pin. Um, I don't I don't really know where they carry on because they've sort of, again, with, with Charlotte being in, in the mix, it's been these three and Bianca when she was around, just in that woman's title picture really since, what, Money in the Bank time. I mean, yeah. even WrestleMania with with Bianca and with Bianca and Asuka. Was that the was that the Mania match? It wasn't, was it? Was it Bianca? Yeah, no, it was. It, it, it was Bianca yeah. and Asuka. Rhea beat Charlotte. Yeah, Rhea beat Charlotte. It was Bianca Asuka at Mania. Yeah. Um, I'd I'd like to see fresh faces in the women's title picture on SmackDown. Yeah, because I think what they're doing on on Raw is really smart. They've got Rhea mixed with. Mixed with the meat of the division, with, <laughs> with Nia, Nia Shader and Raquel and Rhea, it's just this, it's going to just be sort of like the Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs style match. Yes, indeed. And then then they've got the tag division, which is separate to the main title division. So then you've got your Chelsea, your Piper Niven, you've got your Natalia, your Tegan Knox, your Casey and Caden. Um, is Casey still a name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey Catanzaro and Katie Well, it's, it's a Katana chance. Katana chance. Yeah. That, that shows how old I'm getting. But then you've also got Becky as NXT Women's Champion, and she's going between those two shows. Uh-huh. So you feel like you've got three different divisions on Raw. Yeah. Whereas on SmackDown, it's still just the, the damage control Charlotte and Asuka show. So I'd like to see those you know, new faces come through. Um. As for the match, it was fine. Uh, I, it was just nothing that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. So. I um, I saw earlier this week, and I don't know if it was just like a sort of Facebook random post from a random group thing or whether it was a legitimate thing, that WWE are considering a, a women's mid-card title. But now mm. my concern with that is, I feel like that would be on SmackDown. Mm. But then... Is that not just a TBS type title to give to Jade Cargill and her being exactly the same position? Yeah. So, because the weird thing with Jade is that they are building her up. They're building her up before we've even seen her wrestle, which is insane. Mm. You know, I can't remember the last person that they put this amount of stock into before we'd even seen them have a match for that company. Mm. But by having a show up at Fastlane, we're in some sort of Muppets in Space costume, um, which, you know, fashion is fashion, and I don't get it. Um, Then at NXT, and then on SmackDown as well, but this time on SmackDown, having a sort of face-to-face with Charlotte backstage. She's not actually Mm. come out to the ring yet, so we're building towards it. We're building towards something. It wouldn't surprise me if she's not in a match at Crown Jewel, but they still have her there and still Mm. have her, you know... Maybe sort of come out on that big stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my rating for this one, I gave it 3.5. I gave it slightly more than the six man. We are very boring, the two of us. I oh, also gave it 3.5. The seven? 
Were there? It's fine. Seven out of ten. It's like it's that bit in Strictly Come Dancing when all the judges sort of align with each other and you yeah. go, there's standardization. <laughs> there's the sort <laughs> of we agree. Um right, next one. You can kick us off on this one, Callum. Tag team tag team match between um LA Knight and John Cena against Jimmy Uso and Saw Sokoa. What did you think of this one? Good match. Um it's it's good to see Cena be sort of the underdog because the last time I think we saw him in the ring was the tag match with KO against Zane and Roman. And it was like the complete reversal of what this match was. So you in that match you had KO being the one who was getting beaten down by Sammy and Roman. And then Cena was there on the side shouting, wait, Sammy, wait, now, go, 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 tag, tag, tag. We didn't have any of this in this match. It was LA Knight getting the hot tag and being the sort of the hero for Cena. So it was a nice, nice reversal to what, you know, it usually is for Cena tag matches. Um, and it just, it just feels good to see Cena wrestling. Like, I don't really care about the level of the match. I don't care if it's a, if it's a two-and-a-half-star match or a five-star match, we have to accept that we're not going to get John Cena wrestling for much longer, um, whether that be because of his age or his status in Hollywood. We just need to take every Cena appearance for granted. So I've probably given this rating higher just because of Cena being in the match. But, you know, it was, it was a case where you had LA Knight gain even more momentum just by being in the ring with Cena. So they're all winners here, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's exactly the right position for Cena to be in when he's when he's coming back and having smaller runs like this. And let's face it, we all know that Cena's back because of the SAG strike and, you know, he's out of work at the minute and, you know, he may as well come back and give something back to WWE. I mean, I say he's out of work like he's struggling to pay his bills. <laughs> he's definitely not struggling to pay his bills. But... He's he's the kind of person where instead of him just sort of going, well, I won't do anything then until this gets resolved. He's gone. Well, I know I can go back there and I can I can give something back. I can offer offer something back. Um, because there's been a lot of rumbling, and I'm really intrigued to see where this goes. For the for the first time in so long, I'm intrigued to see where the Survivor Series build goes. Mm. There's been umins and irons about what the war games match is going to look like this year. Yeah. And obviously we're expecting it. Now there was a picture that I saw the other day of it was Cordy, Jay, Sammy, Kevin, LA Knight, and Cena. And then on the other side was Balor, Priest, McDonough, Mysterio, Jimmy, and Solo. So mm. six on six war games. Yeah. Which I don't know how that would work. Obviously, you'd end up with just another five minutes of somebody in a shark yeah. cage, you know. Um, or do you start with two on two, you know, and then mm. sort of go from there? But I really don't think they're gonna put Cena in war games, only because if he gets injured in that match, and then the next day they go strikes off, we've come to an agreement. <laughs> he then can't work for however long. And I think it's just a risk that surely he's not willing to take because it could then postpone 
the next season of Peacemaker. It could postpone mm. any film that he was in the middle of doing. It could postpone anything. So I don't know. I, like I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where we go. I do think we're going to get some sort of ally the corporate ministry, a yeah. bloodline judgment day merging. But then I feel like at that point you have to cherry pick the best of those teams. In that, if you're doing a five on five, you do Balor, Priest, Roman, Jimmy, and Solo. Yeah. In that Dom leaves off, but Dom can still get involved at some point. Yeah. JD, I don't think JD McDonough should be anywhere near a match that big yet to no. say that he's part of the Judgment Day. But then if you're doing the five, the five then on the opposite side are surely Cody, Jay, Sammy, Kevin, and LA Knight. You know? Yeah. Then, I, mean, I thought about that watching SmackDown. Like, it feels like there's so many... Well, on both sides, you can have so many faces and so many heels to the point where where, where I wonder whether they go the route of NXT in, what was it, 2017? Oh, they have the teams. first one that they did. And you could have Judgment Day of Balor, Priest, and Dominic mm-hmm. against Bloodline of Reigns, Jimmy, and Solo. Yeah. But then you've got six or seven faces to pick from. To like me, was, then, that would be... A, too many. That would be a Cordy, J and LA Knight. Yeah. Because they've, they've, this is the thing uh, to talk SmackDown quickly. They split Sammy and Kevin now. Yeah. And that KO has now been drafted to SmackDown. Mm. So that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't expect that to happen. No, no, nor did I. I, I honestly thought, and um, I don't know whether you've watched SmackDown, but Dominic Mysterio is involved in that segment. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this could be quite cool if they say, yeah, Dominic, you're the one that's been traded over. Mm. Because that would have caused the split within the judgment day and obviously Mammy would have been horrified. Fuming. Fuming. Um and Ke- Kevin and Sammy, they only feel like they've been around for a few weeks. I know they've been around for eight months as a tag team. But what does Kevin do on SmackDown when Reigns is taken up with LA Knight and sort of Cena in that equation as well? Yeah. Um, likewise, what does Sammy sort of do on Raw? So it feels a strange time for them to be split up. Whether they get put in a War Games match together, I don't know. But it's quite exciting because in previous years, we were like, oh yeah, this is the match for Survivor Series. Like, we're what? Five weeks out, five, six weeks out from Survivor Series. And we have no clue who will be part of the War Games match. I mean, there's even talk of Orton. Mm. I repeat, Randy Orton returning. um, Yeah, Randy. Last month. Get him in with, with his bad back in the War Games match. You might you might finish him. I've seen it. Imagine off. first match back. Um, do you fancy doing a big bump for us? No, no. no. You can do the arcade off the cage, can't you? Yeah. No. Um, no. It's good. It's a good place to be in, though. Where as as fans, we can't predict what's next. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the best place to be in. It is definitely the best place because again, now you start thinking towards Rumble time. And I am still of the opinion, like I am every year, of I I definitely know who's winning the Royal Rumble, and is the bet that I'm going to put on. And you know, I said Damian Priest two years ago. Um, I'm saying Gunther this year, but really, LA Knight is positioned surely as one of the favourites. Yeah, but if he faces Roman at 
an upcoming pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia, then, you know, if he loses to Roman, then you feel like his, his momentum could go down. Yeah. So it's, his it's chances so of the Rumble go down. Because then even though I've just said his name, I do then think, well, who would I have him face at Mania? Because to me, the two Mania matches would be Rollins and Gunther and yeah. um, uh, da- Damien, buddy Damien, um, Roman and Cordy. Yeah, but then you've got to think about Damien. I know you said, oh, bloody Damien. <laughs> but he's got that briefcase. And then I fully that's expect- the mental thing. Yeah, I, fully- I, I have a bad feeling he's going to lose the briefcase. I don't think he's going to lose it. I think he's going to cash in and have the world title, but he's going to have an edge ring in that it's going to be a case of he's going to cash in yeah, and then first defence, lose it. Lose it. What if we're talking about a bloodline and judgment day group for war games? What if bloodline and judgment day win and then rear hands Damien in the briefcase? And he cashes in on Roman. Oh. Roman can't lose. He can't lose it though as a as a briefcase cashing, can he? No, but it would it would be like such a shock. Because everyone expects Damien to cash in on Rollins. Yeah, that would be a massive shock. And then you're almost like an instant baby face turn for Reigns then. Yeah. Oh my days. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I give the tag match three out of five. Uh, three point five, even. Three point five. You gave it. Yeah. I mean, I gave it an extra point five. I gave it four out of five. Oh, you're generous, man. I'm kind. You are kind. Uh, right. Last man standing. Final match of the night. I've said it once already this year with Seth Rollins in the World Heavyweight title reign. I'm going to say it again. He should have lost this match. Balor should have beaten him at SummerSlam. Nakamura should have beaten him here. Hmm. Because the issue that I had the most with this match, and specifically the booking of it, was Nakamura absolutely battered him. And there shouldn't have been a point where he got up after a miss to the face and such a big fall onto a table. Yeah. Like that should have been it. And that should have just added a new dynamic to Shin's character. He's now using the mist. Yeah. I I felt a bit deflated by this one, even more so that. And I said this to Amy when I was watching it. First match of the night, Priest comes out, he loses his tag team titles. That means he's cashing in later. And then yeah. we get to it, Seth's absolutely knackered, but they're doing this thing backstage. We're going, Damien, you've got a bad knee. You need to keep sitting down and putting this ice on your knee. Don't go out there and do that. It's not <laughs> the time. It is the time. He would have had him. Waste. Waste. Like, the match itself was good. Like, you're not going to get a bad match between these two. And mm. I don't think it was ridiculous to the point of over-egged. Um... There are a lot of people complaining about the fact that Rollins bounced off something that wasn't the actual floor and they said it was the floor. It's like, I'm sorry, are you going to go and bounce off the floor? Like, right. no, let's make sure that our guys are actually protected for one, shall we? Um, so, yeah, I thought it was fine. I just I don't agree with the, the result. I think Shin should have won. 
Um, and then even more so when Shin didn't win, I think that would have been that is the perfect opportunity for Reigns uh, for Priest to cash in. So, yeah. What do you think? So, out of the three of us, and technically out of the two of us today, I'm the Rollins, the biggest Rollins fan. So, I I'm always sort of glad when Rollins wins because 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 of the fandom that I have for him. Um, I expected Damien to cash in though afterwards, even with the thing of, oh, my knee's bad. You know, like Peter Griffin when he falls over, he clutches his knee. Um, but even like that tease of like, don't go out there, Damien, do it another night. It was like, that means that he's going to go out there then, surely. So I, I was surprised. It, it's difficult with Nakamura because obviously he's had like these last two, three months of a build. As, as a heel, but I still wouldn't buy him as a world champion. Whereas with Seth, I sort of just do because he's held the title in the past and had, you know, good reigns beforehand. On that raw side, I feel it still needs to have someone like Seth as that world title holder because if Seth had dropped it, and I may have said this after the payback review, if Seth had dropped it, who would Nakamura feud with? You know, you've got Cody and Jay who are in the tag title picture now. Maybe Sammy. Sammy would be the only option because him and KO are split. But I feel for Seth, down the line, there are far more options for him to feud with. So you could have Seth versus... Well, Seth versus Damien is the one that sticks out immediately. You could have Seth versus Gunter. And I just feel that if Nakamura had won here or at Payback, he would have only had a six to eight week reign because I don't see him entering Royal Rumble as world champion because that's when you get more of your guys like Seth in the world title picture. Mm. So I think for the sake of of him having a longer reign, it makes more sense for Seth to be the world champion. Um, and, you know, if he has a long reign and drops it at Mania against Gunter, then I prefer him having that reign rather than him dropping it one month to win it back at Crown Jewel. I just think it will make better for the build. It's interesting because I think you've got all these moving parts on different sides on Raw where there's a clear number of people who are believable as IC title contenders. Yeah. But are getting nowhere near it because of Gunther's reign. Mm. But then the minute Gunther drops that, there are so many people that you could easily see that title on. Like your Chad Gable, you know, Sammy, even Gargano and Champa. Like so he Gunther's done the job that he needed to do to get it to that point. And then Gunther is ready to move on. But I I do think it's gonna be a mania thing. I do think it's gonna be a, a rumble win to a mania match thing. Um and again, being the person who ends that quite that at that point lengthy reign by Rollins. Um I gave this one a four. Yeah, same. Even though I was against the result, I gave this a four. Yeah. So overall for the show. I'd say like Probably 3.5. I was going to say, between 3.5 and 4, 4 out of 5. Yeah. Again, it wasn't bad. No. wasn't bad, no. but this is the way that it's just fallen and 
Like I think Crown Jewel, I think is going to be another one of these types of shows where there's going to be good matches on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think Survivor Series is really the point where, like this War Games match, especially with all the things that we've mentioned, mm-hmm. has the potential to be a fantastic match. Yeah, yeah. Um, so going into Crown Jewel then. So world title match has already been announced: Seth Rollins and Drew McIntyre. Um, I'd written that down anyway after fast yeah. playing, but then yeah, started to thing. wonder about how we were getting there. And I didn't think it would just be a case of Drew going, I want to face you. And then <laughs> going, yeah, all right then. Um, but yeah, I think that, I, I can imagine that one going to Survivor Series as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe with some sort of stipulation at Survivor Series, you know, the sort of, the, the bud turns and the bud boils a little bit and we kind of carry on from there. Um, from the looks of things on SmackDown, I think that we're going to end up with Roman Reigns versus LA Knight. Yeah, got that. Now, I did have AJ Styles to begin with. Oh, did you? Yeah, I thought, uh-huh. oh, but when's AJ actually going to return from being written off? Yeah. Um, I thought, oh, AJ versus Roman at Crown Jewel would feel quite a big match. So yeah. I don't really know when when, when he will be back. Um, but by the looks of things, they're going to do LA Knight first. So... Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I after Fastlane, I wrote down two matches. I wrote down Roman versus Cena, mm. and then LA Knight versus Jimmy. Mm. But because I, I mean, I was hesitant afterwards once I'd sort of switched it to Roman and LA Knight to put mm. Cena and Solo because I feel like they want to save Cena and Solo for something big. Yeah. So I'm, I'm maybe not going to throw that on a crown jewel. I've got Cena in a separate match. Okay. That doesn't so, have anyone from the bloodline in. Well, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, that it's Cena, Logan Paul. It is, yeah. And yeah. That's just because of the poster. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, think... like, I almost wrote it down, but then I thought, how in the next three weeks are we yeah. getting Logan Paul appearing again? And unless he just interrupts Cena on SmackDown, you know, that's the only way around it. I mean, I, c- I can't really see many people on Raw from a face. Sammy versus Logan Paul. I I, I just feel like I'm going to say Sammy a lot because of Kevin being split up from him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think if they've got Cena for Crown Jewel mm-hmm. and they've got Logan Paul for Crown Jewel, how often are they going to have those two? Around at the same time, so maybe so, this is the shot. Maybe this, this is, is maybe the... that 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 time to do it. And let's face it: as as much as I have criticised it in the past, when the Saudis come calling, you sort of take the money, especially yeah. if you're a former England captain. Um, so you you're going to go with Cena Logan Paul if you've got that chance, especially in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so I feel like that's probably likely. Um. I've got a four-way for the women's world title. You mentioned them before. Rhea, yeah. Nia, Shaquille, uh, Shaquille, Shaquille. Raquel and Shayna. <laughs> Shaquille. Raquel and Shayna. Um, that's just going to be people hitting each other, in it? You know? It is, yeah. Um, and it'll be fine. It'll absolutely yeah. be fine. Um, and then I'll be honest, that's where I'm stuck. So I don't okay. know what else you've got. So I've got um, two more matches. Yeah. Um, this one I, I can't really see happening. Okay. Um, but it's Imperium 
just Kaiser and Vinci versus Gargano and Champa. Yeah. I mean, they could just put this on a random episode of Raw very easily. Um, but I want to see DIY on a pay-per-view yeah. and get that that pay-per-view match because when we talk about big war games matches, but there's something is within that war games match, the tag team champions are going to be in it. So I hope they have like a quite a slow build of DIY beating teams like Imperium and I was gonna say Street Profits, but I know that they're on SmackDown, but you know, teams of that sort of level and slowly get built up because if Jimmy and Solo become tag team champions, then a match between Gargano and Chamber versus Jimmy and Solo, perhaps something like a Rumble or Chamber would mm. be quite interesting. Um so yeah, I've got that match down. And then for the tag titles, I've got Cody and Jay versus Jimmy and Solo. Okay, yeah. I mean, originally I had I had Judgment Day part of that match, make it a freeway. Mm. But I, I feel that if that was the case, then Judgment Day would be the ones to take the pinfall. And yeah. I'd rather not have Judgment Day on the card at all than them being in the match where they're the losers again. I'm struggling to place them. So I am beginning to think that maybe it is just a Rhea representing Judgment Day on that card. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, it's a strange one. Um, I think Cody and Jay versus Jimmy and Solo sounds about right. Sounds like where yeah. we could end up seeing it going. And again, I think with war games, for me, it's always good when you can start to see certain matches just combining to form mm. that bigger match. Yeah, for a while when I was doing the sort of for for a couple of years, WWE did this thing where whenever they did the TV tapings over here, it would be mm. same place Raw and SmackDown either night, and it would always mm. fall when they were just about announcing Survivor Series matches. Mm. And I always remember the graphics just randomly coming up on the screen because we can't hear what the commentators are talking about. The graphics randomly come up on the screen, and it's like right, there's five random people on one side. And there's five random people on the other, and everyone's sort of looking at the screen, and you're going, "Oh yeah, that makes sense because he's feuding with him, they're feuding with them, he's feuding with him, and that makes sense because they've put that team together." Whereas actually, this feels like there's some sort of cohesion on both sides that are sort yeah. of going, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, but then at the same time, you know, we we've both got the same mutual en- enemy, we will work together. So yeah, I am. I'm looking forward to Survivor Series. Definitely. Um. Well, right. We'll call it a day on that one, and then what we're going to do is we're going to record another episode that's going to go up later on this week, where we're going to discuss AEW NXT stuff. And I've had the idea, and I'll see if Callum wants to do it. I've just maybe throwing a couple of bold predictions out there for what we're going to see over the next couple of months. If anything, yeah. we will just we'll just ch- chat shit. Well, you yeah. know, yeah, it's you know, Ty isn't here, so it's clobbering time for the next half an hour, forty-five minutes. Yeah, CM Punk's coming back and winning the Rumble. He's winning the main yeah. event. <laughs> Article's already written. So all the, that's all going on. aside from the year. Yeah. Um. So, Calm, is there anything you want to plug before we ship off? No, no. Very boring week. Um, international football. Um. Rugby World Cup quarterfinals this weekend. England play Fiji. Uh, have a feeling by the time you listen to the 
next episode that we're recording, England will be out of the Rugby World Cup. So oh, it's, not it's going on. to be pessimistic. Um, I've got a very busy week ahead of me. Got an observation on Monday. Um, they, they call them deep dives now um, because Ofsted have sort of changed the, the scope and they do a deep dive where they'll do an observation and then they like to chat to you about your curriculum, about why you're teaching what you're teaching and how it's sequenced and all this nonsense. So because in order for us to prep for that, we then have it in-house as well. So being observed by a couple of the principals, deputy, deputy principals and assistant principals on Monday, um, and then I've got to go in and talk about film studies on Tuesday and all just gearing up to half term finally coming on the horizon. But before I get to two half weeks term, for half I've got term. one week for half term. Oh. Uh, Ruby's got two. How she's managed move, that, I ain't got a clue. Move to Nottingham, they get two weeks. Oh, son of the beastings, honestly. The best thing is, we're, we're going on a holiday next week, mm. but a lot of the schools in the southwest are, have still got another week. So we're going to be there. It's going to be a lot cheaper as well and less people around. Oh, I mean, we've got this week and this week feels a bit early. And I'm saying mm. that, we're bearing in mind that usually what happens with term one is that you end up with a seven-week half term and an yeah. eight-week half term. And this one's been the seven. So no one's really minded yeah. it. Everyone's gone, oh, it's a bit long, isn't it? But no one's really minded it. But then when we get to the one going up to Christmas and we finish on the 22nd of December, everyone's going to be like, this is rough. This is rough. We could have done with half term being a bit of a week later. So the yeah. kids aren't, the kids are already not happy about the fact that they're in school on Halloween because they're like, oh, what's the point? What's the point? Like, we're supposed to be going out and going trick-or-treating and doing all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you can still do that. You'll just be in school the next day. Um, and we actually we taught on Halloween last year, and that was the day that I dressed up as Uncle Fester. Um, and I was trying to gear up and think about what I was going to do this year, but it turns out I'm not going in on that day because I'm now at a funeral. Um, wow. So yeah, odd day, but that's that's the way that the cookie crumbles. Um, so thank you very much for listening. Uh, go and watch the wrestling that you want to watch, not the wrestling that you think you should watch. And we will see you on the next episode that will drop probably around Wednesday, Thursday time. Bye.